Shabbat Shalom. This week's parasha is called Vayashev, which means, and he settled. It covers Genesis chapters 37 through 40. At this time, Jacob lives in Canaan, the land of his fathers. Jacob's favorite son, Joseph, from his wife, Rachel, his favorite wife, is 17 years old and is pasturing a flock with his older brothers from Jacob's other wives. Joseph brings back a bad report about his brothers to his father. This makes Joseph's brothers jealous and not very fond of him. Jacob makes a robe of many colors for Joseph to wear, and again his brothers are displeased. Jacob has, I'm sorry, Joseph has two dreams. And in his dreams, he rules over his brothers, and they bow down to him. Of course, he had to tell his brothers that dream. The brothers dislike Joseph is growing, and Jacob's going to remember that dream. There are times in all our lives when something happens, and we can choose to speak up about something or be silent. Sometimes silence is golden. In the words of the late pastor, Adrian Rogers, we should make sure the words you say are sweet because you may have to eat them someday. For Joseph, that day is coming. Time goes by and Joseph's brothers have taken the livestock to Shechem. Jacob sends Joseph in his coat of many colors to check on his brothers. And Joseph cannot find them because they are in Dotham. The brothers see him approaching, and they plot to kill him. The eldest brother, Reuben, as we learned previously, slept with, his, with one of his, his father Jacob's wives. It will cost him his birthright. And Reuben disagrees with killing Joseph and suggests an alternative plan and throwing him into an empty cistern. Reuben leaves, and he figures he'll come back later and rescue Joseph and return him to his father. And he believes, I think, that there will be hope of restoring his birthright. In the meantime, a caravan of Ishmaelites is approaching. And Midianites sell Joseph to these Ishmaelites. They do so and they receive 20 shekels of silver. The Ishmaelites take Joseph to Egypt. And Reuben returns only to find Joseph's not in that cistern anymore. What are the brothers going to say to their father? The brothers take Joseph's coats of many color and they wipe goat's blood on it. And they show that to the, that show Jacob the coat and they are perplexed as what could have happened to their brother Joseph? Of course, they actually don't know. Jacob presumes that Joseph is dead. And Jacob rips his clothes, puts on sackcloth, and he mourns for a long time. The deceiver is again deceived. In chapter 38, the story turns to Judah. And Judah travels to Adullam, and he meets a Canaanite whose name is Shua. And he takes Shua's daughter as his wife, and they have three sons. Time passes, and Judah finds his finds the oldest son, Ur, a wife named Tamar. Ur is wicked. God takes his life. Jacob, I'm sorry, Judah gives Tamar 
to his second son, Onan. And Judah tells Onan to have a child with Tamar for Ur, not for himself. Onan disobeys, and God takes Onan's life as well. Tough, tough part of that family life. This leaves the third son, Shelah, who is too young for Tamar. And Tamar is returned to her family until Shelah is of age to marry her. But Judah fears losing his remaining son in Shelah, and he changes his mind to unite Shelah with Tamar. So he's not a man of his word. Jacob's wife dies, and Judah is bringing his sheep to be sheared. Tamar hears of this, covers her face, and wears clothes, becoming a prostitute. She sits at the gate and garners Judah's attention. He solicits her, and Judah promises the woman, Tamar, a goat for her services. However, Judah doesn't have a goat. <laughs> he gives Tamar his signet ring, his cord, and his staff. Tamar becomes pregnant, unbeknownst to Judah. Months pass, and Judah hears the words, the word of Tamar's pregnancy. And Judah exclaimed that Tamar didn't wait for Sheila like he was waiting. Another example of not waiting on the Lord. And Judah suggests Tamar be put to death. Tamar shows Judah the articles that belong to him. And Judah realizes that Tamar is more righteous than he is. As we move into chapter 39, we're going to notice the contrast between Judah and Joseph. Joseph has been sold to Potiphar and is an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard. And God blesses Judah and is with him in everything that he does. Potiphar puts Joseph in charge of everything except his wife. Judah, I'm sorry, Joseph is handsome and Potiphar's wife is attracted to him and asks Joseph to sleep with her. Unlike Joseph's brothers Judah and Reuben, Joseph will not prostitute himself, and he rebukes her. Potiphar's wife concocts a plan and tells her husband a story. And Potiphar believes his wife and sends Joseph to prison. While in prison, Adonai blesses Joseph by having the warden put all the prisoners in Joseph's charge. Even in prison, God is blessing him. Joseph's time in prison is made more tolerable, and the two new prisoners appear, a cupbearer and a baker. The cupbearer and the baker both have dreams and have trouble discerning them. They consult Joseph for his interpretation. The cupbearer says that there was a vine with three branches, and the branches burst into grape, and he pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and gave it to Pharaoh. Joseph interprets the dream as... The three branches are three days, and you will be restored to Pharaoh. Joseph requests that the cupbearer is restored to please mention Joseph favorably to Pharaoh. The baker's dream interpreted that in three days, Pharaoh will take his head and hang him on a tree. Three days pass. It's Pharaoh's birthday. Pharaoh restores the cupbearer to his position, but the baker is hung on a tree. Of course, the cupbearer does not honor Joseph's request, and Joseph will linger in prison for two more years. In summary, Joseph is immature and spoiled and lacks humility, but God will use Joseph 
and build his char character for the work that he will do. As in our lives, we need our character to be developed to serve God in humility and to hear his voice and respond. If we hold on to our pride, we will not be able to hear Adonai. While Joseph loved God, he needed some maturing. God was always caring for Joseph as the three-in-one God does for us. Even in our darkest moments, he is carrying us. Joseph was thrown, thrown into a cistern, sold by his brothers, accused wrongly by Potiphar's wife, forgotten by the cupbearer, Yet in the weeks to come, we will see the greatness that Joseph will bring to Pharaoh, also to his father, Jacob, and his brothers. Joseph is the shadow of another who came to be tested, spit upon, cursed, whipped, pierced, and hung on a tree. Not to build his character, but to deliver us characters. Do you know him? He is our king, our priest, our savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen.